0: All right, I think we are good to go here. Once I turn my game down a little bit here. Hey, y'all! Thank you for your patience here as we are now live here on Playmakers Corner podcast. Let's exit out out of all of this stuff and jump to our Twitter page where you know we've done a lot of um, promotion for this episode. Obviously, you can see we got a lot of good things ahead of us today, and. Um, you know, a lot of fun to have talking about this past NAIA women's flag football here. Um, you know, this is our end of the year awards stream. And uh, what we're going to talk about, if you're not familiar from our high school candidacy, you know, we're going to list out four contenders, four awards. That's freshman of the year award, defensive playmaker of the year, offensive playmaker of the year, and last but not least, most valuable playmaker and yeah we're just going to go through i'm going to list off the candidates i have some information pulled up on some of them and overall just going to talk some of their game then there's going to be five votes all right if you're familiar and you follow us on twitter at playmakers corner at playmaker corner you know that we ran a poll you know with all four candidates of each award so that'll be one vote, the fan vote, your vote. So make sure to stay tuned to see who wins the fan vote. And then following that, you know, there's also votes from the fellas over at Ball on Twitter. I'm going to make sure to plug those guys as they did submit votes. And, uh, you know, there's two of them, so that adds up to three. And then obviously Coach V and myself um, for the fourth and fifth votes. So between those five votes, you know, we're going to have a winner of each category, and it's going to make for what I think is a a fun stream. I always like doing end-of-the-year awards, just recapping, you know, players and everything they've accomplished this year, and, um, yeah, overall, just addressing all of those things. Let's see, I'm going to change the name of this to NAIA End-of-the-Year Awards Show. Make sure that updates over here. There it is. Oh, look at that. It already updated. So and in case you're just joining, we are talking uh, NAIA end of the year awards for flag football. I guess I should specify that. Wow, that's amazing. Look at it just update like that. Cody is learning technology at an alarming rate. But, uh, you know, all that being said, all that being addressed, let's go ahead and adjust this just a hair and start talking about some of our candidates and what exactly that means. If you guys have any statistics or storylines or anything of that nature that you'd like to contribute, uh, go ahead and jump in the chat and, uh, you know, give us some details because, I mean, while we did watch you know, a lot of women's flag football this year, you know, we didn't have a tally sheet to, uh, you know, keep track of these stats. And we did try and dig around a little bit on websites and such to uh, get this done. But, uh, you know, all that being said, we've seen their games, we've seen them play, and uh, we have an understanding on, you know, the level of talent in this episode. A lot of these players were all conference or, you know, second team, stuff like that, or, you know, like all freshman team, so, you know, the this list is very warranted and valid in a lot of ways. Uh, shout out to Coach V for assembling this list. And then, you know, I kind of put the uh, final stamp on it. Something that I will say, just to clarify before we really jump into this, is, you know, um, we only have one. You can only be a candidate for one award at a time. That way we can spotlight as many players as possible and, you know, just try and give yeah, like I said, a spotlight to as many players as possible. That's really the only goal. So exiting out of this, we are going to first talk about Freshman of the Year awards, okay? And you can't talk Freshman of the Year without talking about Madison Tingen out of Warner University. She is the quarterback for these Royals here, and she had a really good year. You know, she had multiple efforts where she just poured on touchdowns I'm almost positive that, you know, she won, you know, like player of the week here. We could be, we could jump into, uh, news articles here. Yep. So she was an all conference player. She's won, you know, player of the week or has been a candidate for it and, uh, you know, formed a really good dynamic, uh, chemistry, I should say here with, uh, Cynthia Holmes. So, um, you have, uh, that contribution obviously and you could tell that you know throughout this year that she was constantly learning constantly developing and I think that she did a good job of growing each week but also showing that you know against opponents that you know Warner wasn't supposed to let hang around, Madison did a great job of putting those teams away, showing looking through all of her options and then obviously you know getting her most dynamic playmaker looks and getting her the ball in space, understanding matchups that Cynthia had and, you know, just being very smart with looking at the field and definitely impressed, you know, fresh out the gate. Uh, Had a really strong start to the season. We managed to talk to, you know, the Warner social media team, and they were very, very excited at the prospect of Madison Tingen and, you know, the upcoming years that they'll have with her under center or out of shotgun, some might say. So, you know, you have all of that going for you. Um, the stats here aren't completely up to date, so I'm not going to go ahead and jump through any of those. Um, just cause I feel like if we look at the stats on here, people might be misled because she had way more impact than the stats on here reflect. So, but do know that even in the limited amount of games of teams that did record stats, she had a positive TD to INT ratio. And this was true for the rest of the year through for a bunch of yards ton of scores and you know just lit it up overall for this warner squad but you know now that i just listed off the very first one and gave some background i'm gonna go ahead and list off the rest of the candidates here and then go into more details with each one so in addition to madison Tingen, we also have caroline simpson wide receiver slash defensive back of university of st mary's angel roman athlete offensive defensive presence for freshman of the year out of Kansas Wesleyan and last but certainly not least Addison Orsborn out of Ottawa who you know we we talked about how spectacular she played in that championship game and uh, if you haven't already it is certainly worth a watch so go ahead and check that out that's on youtube under nfl flag you can watch literally all the games from championship weekend and get all caught up on that and you know speaking of people who had a really good championship weekend caroline simpson you know the uh pseudo tiktok star right if if you don't go ahead and follow her on tiktok and uh you know former tackle football player who was recruited to st mary's and uh has made the transition to flag football incredibly well being an insane athlete racking up really clutch interceptions on the defensive side of the ball while also being a bit of a yak machine on the offensive side of the ball and we saw her find success against multitudes of teams but you know this saint mary squad was kind of hurting for well you know losing their captain near the beginning of this end of the year tournament and uh you know just dealing with injuries and constant rotation and shuffling and game planning throughout the year. Caroline Simpson was, you know, a little bit of a model of consistency and steady improvement. And um, yeah, at the, at the wide receiver position, like I said, she did a good job of picking up some yak yards, using good speed, finding gaps in the defense. And you know, that was enough to make a, an impact here for first team offense you know, being at the wide receiver position. And then she was also a second team defense in the KCAC. So all conference player on both sides of the ball, a little bit better on offense. I'm pretty sure she was mainly recruited as a wide receiver, but I mean, at defensive back, she did a good job of baiting quarterbacks constantly. And, you know, just being able to work in a variety of looks um, across, you know, her film and overall just put in a really, really good year. For university of saint mary's i want to say that she's the sole submission for saint mary's in these end of the year awards and uh for good reason she just played very very well and uh was a dynamic player on both sides of the ball. so still sticking in the kcac this is a pretty kcac heavy segment here and that is going to be Angel Roman, the wide receiver slash defensive back, similar to Caroline Simpson, but a little bit different in the fact that, uh, you know, she has a little bit of that game ceiling or, you know, game swinging plays. And uh, I can go ahead and pull that up in a minute. But uh, Angel here, you know, she was a candidate for playmaker of the week or defensive player of the week uh, pretty constantly. Um Look, uh, on this weekend of March 29th, 2022, right? And this is just one weekend. Oh, get out of here. Um, oh my gosh, what's going on? it. Okay. Uh, she had two interceptions, five flagpoles, and a pass deflection. 12 flagpoles against Ottawa. And, uh, you know, this doesn't even count. Maybe some ways that she could have contributed on the offensive side of the ball. And just to go over her numbers real quick, I mean... Look, if you hop on over to Kansas Wesleyan here, they have, you know, this huddle page. They have highlights from different games, right? And Angel Roman is just going to sprinkle her way in through a handful of these games, as well as another uh, baller for Kansas Wesleyan, who we'll discuss later. But, uh, know, on the season, or at least what we could research and what we could collect from online, I mean, you know, we obviously have DMs and stuff with, with some stats, and I will reference them at times. But... You know we want to go off the website the most most of the time so if it's possible at all to you know wow that was a sweet play. um if it's possible at all to have more stats heading into the future um either on team websites or especially naia should probably keep track of it and just do a better job of broadcasting that then you know these are some of the things that we are hoping for but uh on the season What we can find is that she recorded at least 25 receptions for 266 receiving yards four receiving touchdowns and then on the defensive side of the ball 38 tackles six interceptions eight pass deflections these are all from the uh regular season conference only stats i should clarify but uh you know found a plethora of ways to make plays on both sides of the ball and then if we jump back to our twitter here I'm going to make sure that I just pull it up first before uh, going through too many of our TMs. But, uh, you know, she did have a 78-yard game ceiling pick six here. Let's, Let's pull that up over here. Boom. Oh, my goodness. What is that? Please. Okay, here we go. So this is against St. Mary's. This is a game where, you know, St. Mary's kind of came back, and then Kansas Wesleyan just snaps here at the end. And uh, this is one of the best plays, I'd say, of Kansas Wesleyan's entire season. Just jumping that pass really well, being a little bit physical at the point of attack, right? And just showing good instincts and reading of the ball. Uh, Obviously, bobbled it a little bit, but it doesn't matter when you're able to clean this game and seal this game off. So uh, one of our candidates here for sure of uh this kansas wesley and scott in for freshman of the year squad i should say now last but certainly not least as i said before we have addison Orsburn out of ottawa your defending champs two-time champs i should say to uh start this naia football tradition and um you know addison oresburn was integral to this especially in the postseason being one of the best overall utility players in the entire country, showing chops at running back, showing chops at wide receiver, being one of the best shadow blockers in the entire, like, NAIA of football. And she's not even a center. She's not even a snapper. She's just a running back who, you know, shadow blocks extremely well, gets her quarterback plenty of time, and just provides a lot of opportunities for the rest of her team to score, and serves as one of the most lethal dump-off options in the entire NAIA, you know, anytime she does get the ball in a little bit of space, she's very, very dangerous and can turn it upfield very quickly. And so, uh, spoiler alert, Addison Orsburn was the winner of the fan vote. And uh, we'll get into the other votes here in a second. But here on Ottawa's website, we do have, I believe, what is full season stats here. And, um, sorry, just getting all of my sources and votes in order here and um here in the regular sea or during the season i should say it says career rushing which is fortunate for us because she's a freshman of the year candidate she was a freshman this year you know on 21 attempts picked up 184 yards for five touchdowns rushing you know flag football is not a huge rushing game but you know to be able to average eight You know, yards per carry, pretty good. The long of 48 is obviously the dynamic play here and the big play capability that she has. Compound that with the long of 60 that she has for receiving yards. And, uh, you know, the next 683 yards that she's able to tack on as a receiver on a pretty high volume of receptions. Like I said, a fantastic dump-off option for Madison Carrera. And, uh, you know, anybody who's back there at quarterback for this brave squad, she just... Is capable of doing so so much for this team and uh, you know as far as scoring goes um, she cut it done this season 13 touchdowns obviously you saw the five rushing the eight receiving and then you know uh, a couple of point after touchdowns so I have all that going for you and then you know defensively this may not seem overwhelmingly impressive you know the eight flagpoles the one pass deflection and you know not too much here in these other categories but the truth of that is, is that you know she was asked to step up in the national championship game, and she did exactly that. She delivered. She's somebody who has defensive capabilities, but with the offensive upside and the depth, obviously, that Ottawa has, is not necessarily called on as much to do so, but is capable of doing so. Um, so to run through the candidates one more time and to go through our Twitter champion here, We obviously had Madison Tingin, Angel Roman, Caroline Simpson, and Addison Orsborn. Addison Orsborn, just edging out Angel Roman here, thirty nine point four to thirty six point two percent to capture the fan freshman of the year. So congratulations to Addison for winning the fan vote and winning the uh, fan nominated Addison Orsborn freshman of the year playmakers corner. Yeah uh all kinds of turned around here but uh with that being said this isn't necessarily the crown isn't necessarily the crown here from all of playmakers corner here because we still have my vote coach v's vote as well as you know Corey and matt over at naia football you know go ahead and give them a follow here i'm just gonna look them up so that you have an idea of what you're looking for these are the other two guys you know they cover both um NAIA tackle football as well as NAIA flag football we've had great conversations throughout the entire year just you know being able to exchange resources and you know collaborate very well and we are so so thankful to Matt and Corey for sending in their votes here and with that being said you know for freshman of the year Corey would second the fan vote here and vote for Addie Orsborn, as he put it, being her nickname, uh, Addison Orsborn. That makes it two votes here for Addison Orsborn. And, you know, obviously, uh, Corey here feeling that same wave, getting those same vibes of just her utility, her performance down the stretch, especially in the championship. And, you know, just at the invitational, probably feeling that wave quite a bit still. So, you know, excellent, excellent. Uh, performances here from Addison to jump up to a 2-0 lead. However, this was not a shared opinion here by all the fellas at NAIA F-Ball. As Matt did vote for Angel Roman as his freshman of the year vote. So making it 2-1. to one And uh, a competition here for sure in the KCAC. All that being said, you know, I I definitely think that all of these candidates, kudos and respect to all of them for having phenomenal years and, you know, for being able to find a lot of playing time. And, you know, we're gonna have freshman playmakers at these other defensive spots. This is just exclusively here and maybe not a depoy, opoy, oh what have you kind of caliber. But, you know, still great playmakers here. And I think I'm going to have to cast my personal vote for Angel Roman of the Kansas Wesleyan squad. You know, just being able to see how well she can split defenses whenever she's running seam routes as a receiver and just finding the open spots on the field. I think that she does an excellent job of showing a lot of IQ on the offensive side of the ball. But as a safety, just being able to force turnovers, take them back to the house, get large chunks of flag return yards for, you know, this squad, and uh, just be very solid. Uh, Pardon me. I got uh, to address something real quick. Sorry, I meant to put knock. Or, Or not knock. I meant to put quiet. Uh, Make sure to uh, gift us some subs so that we can get a studio here and uh, have a little bit more privacy. But anyways, you know, Angel Roman, I having watched, you know, a lot of football this past season and just players that immediately caught my eye, especially, you know, as the season started, just thinking, who is that? Who is that? Uh, I think that Angel Roman and Madison Tingen both did a very good job of catching my attention. And then I'd say that Angel Roman you know, being able to play both sides of the ball very, very, very well, scoring on both sides of the ball, also, you know, posing as a bit of a threat potentially on special teams, all of those add up to a very, very complete player. And for that reason, I am casting my vote to to Angel Roman and that splits the vote two to two. And for the final vote, it is Coach V, which I'm obviously sad that, uh, you know, he couldn't join us tonight. Um, He had some things come up. And uh, in addition to that, we had some really brave keyboard warriors on Tuesday night. So, uh, you know, if you wouldn't say it in person, you probably shouldn't say it. I'm just going to leave it at that. But for freshman of the year, Simon's tie-breaking vote, Coach V, is going to go with Addison Orsborn here. Get excited with a little bit of uh, applause here as, uh, you know, Ottawa, you know, has a representative that gets this first category and wins it. And uh, let's go ahead and read the reasoning here for Simon. As a lot of freshmen are considered here, but at the end of the day, Addy won me over in the national tournament. This Ottawa team was already great, but Addy added a dimension, Addy added a dimension uh, to their offense that could potentially lead them to many more national championships her big, her big splash playability and high level of blocking earned her this vote. Also, shout out Texas Fury and Texas football. You know Simon always has to remind us that he's from Texas. But, uh, you know, I see his point of view completely, as did the fans. And obviously, you know, Corey of NAIAF Ball, as, you know, Addison, you know, won the fan vote. As we mentioned, she put up solid numbers in basically every single category. And, you know, in the national tournament did play her tail off and uh, was critical to them winning that tournament. And so with all that being said, I say, as I'm going to type it out, your freshman or 2022 freshman of the year is Addison Orsburn, Orsborn in a 3-2 to two vote. Congratulations, Addison, and also congratulations to all of the players here. Obviously, there is a lot of talent amongst all of these players, and so it is just a great honor to talk about these players, cover these players, and you know, uh, give them the spotlight as they're going to continue to make big plays. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if I see a lot of these players here on you know different lists next year. I'm looking. Highly, I think that Madison Tingen's upside is going to really rear itself. And, uh, you know, she's potentially going to be an offensive playmaker of the year candidate next year. I could almost call, I would, I'm even going to predict that. I'm going to predict Madison Tingen as offensive playmaker of the year candidate material in the 2023 season. And uh, either this is a really good clip that we're going to come back to or forget that I said it. And then, you know, obviously Angel Roman's defensive playmaking can land her in a defensive Playmaker of the Year conversation. Caroline Simpson's ability on both sides of the ball can get you into the MVP conversation. And then same with Addison Orsborn, uh, just with the utility and versatility that she has, um, can land in a variety of spots. But she is your Freshman of the Year. All that being said, we're going to exit out of here, and we're not on this award yet. We are on this award. Okay, so for Offensive Playmaker of the Year candidates. We're going to go Offensive Playmaker of the Year, Defensive Playmaker of the Year, and then Most Valuable Playmaker. And so in consideration for Offensive Playmaker of the Year, you have Brianna Hernandez Silva out of Kansas Wesleyan, who I, I had a typo when making the polls up, so sorry about that once again. Um, the quarterback for Kansas Wesleyan, who was just an electric offensive athlete kennedy foster uh the player that i can't spotlight enough you know a winner and recipient recipient of the character award in the sun conference uh coaching on the side working a job and then balling out on game days you know racking up a ton of receptions and a bunch of receiving yards including an espn moment so there's that then you have kayla burrows out of Weber international, you know, she was able to pick, I mean, she was like a security blanket for this Weber team on offense. And when they needed a go-to play, she did exactly that. And uh, speaking of go-to and versatile players, you can't talk about it without the voted on Sun Conference um, Offensive Player of the Year, Kiana Akol, who accounts for over 800 yards of offense in the regular season being that she was asked to pass the ball. She was asked to run the ball and kill the clock with that classic a Cole-Scott combo. And she also caught passes as evidence in the very first play of the championship game of Thomas versus Ottawa. So, you know, we got... uh, This is a pretty Sun Conference heavy conversation here as opposed to the freshman of the year. More of a KCAC thing. Here in the Sun Conference, we got a lot of, you know representatives here for Opoy, and then you know obviously brianna hernandez silva so i'm actually going to go from the from the back forwards here now this is kind of like an end of the season thing that uh thomas put together we are missing it as well um man the season really went by way too fast uh but uh no kiana cole like i said racked up over 800 yards of total offense We actually have some stats in here uh you know on the season or at least in these recorded games i should say uh throwing for 216 yards four touchdowns to two picks rushing for 67 and this is how i know it's not the whole thing because she did a lot of damage on the ground this year uh for two touchdowns receiving catching for 200 yards and a score also returning some punts and then you know she also contributed on the defensive side of the ball but uh You know, she was voted as, you know, the athlete submission for the all-conference teams in the Sun Conference. So, or, you know, my bad, this is the NAIA national tournament team. So as an offensive athlete, she was voted that for the the tournament. And she also was an all-Sun Conference player, as evidenced by her ability to win Sun Conference uh, player of the year, right? Or offensive player of the year, I should say. And, uh, you know, make sure to go ahead and give her a follow on Twitter. You have her right here. Um, This is the over 800 yards in just one season. She's a freshman. So she could have been a freshman of the year candidate, but she did just enough to push into the offensive playmaker of the year conversation. So a little bit of a bridge there, a little bit of a line, and uh, did not play like a freshman, but definitely balled out, you know, like an experienced vet here. So go ahead and give her a follow on Twitter and um look at that all tournament team what a baller and uh you know kiana was integral to this team winning the sun conference as they were crowned sun conference champions and able to help this team also make it to the end of the year tournament so that's kiana Cole of thomas university night hawks football and uh next we're talking about kayla burrows the you know in the regular season 10 touchdown, nearly 60 reception, half a thousand yard owning receiver, who you know also was used as an offensive weapon and uh, just did a multitude of things right here. So, jumping over to Kayla here, here she is. I mean, look, she gets it done on both sides of the ball because here she is winning a defensive player of the week, right? You know, with a bunch of interception, return yards. And, uh, you know, just like defensive touchdowns, obviously. But we're talking about her on the offensive side of the ball. During the regular season, racking up 73 rushing yards and a touchdown. But the 562 receiving yards and the 10 receiving touchdowns, including two, three touchdown performances on only four receptions, mind you, in both those games. Uh, Kayla Burrows made a name for herself for us here at the podcast, as well as, you know, the entire country and you know i would say was the best offensive weapon for this weber team and uh one that you know definitely alters the win total of this team over the course of the season for the better and uh on top of what she's asked to do defensively i think that um you know her ability to flagpole on the defensive side of the ball makes her invaluable here but being the security blanket on the offensive side of the ball for you know an incoming quarterback And uh, one who has to, you know, gain confidence. Caleb Burrows helped do exactly that and helped produce a handful of wins for this Weber team. I mean, 10 touchdowns, that's pretty irreplaceable uh, output. So that's Caleb Burrows. Up next, we have the sports center soaring Kennedy Foster, who we actually did a breakdown of Once upon a time so go ahead and give that a listen, but here she is right here. This is against Midland and Whoop. Oh my goodness. You can't spell. Oh my goodness without Odell Beckham style catch. I mean look at this Oh my gosh. Hey, get out of here Look at the extension the verticality the positioning everything about this to help her quarterback out and reel this one in and drag the toe to just scoot into the back of the end zone And That wasn't the only thing that she did that night as you can tell by this article here 15 receptions 138 yard uh, 138 yards. Well, I mean, you know through through multiple reps and uh, you know five touchdowns over two games for Kaiser so and uh, You know that wasn't the only time that she did it over the year as we do have her stats pulled up and uh, you know five touchdowns out of 15 on the year she just had an incredible season Including, you know, a four touchdown performance against Midland and then a handful of two touchdown, you know, performances and uh, throughout the season constantly flirted with double digit receptions, right? You know, proving to be a security blanket in this very first game against Thomas, 12 receptions, 97 yards to score. Obviously, this game against Midland that we talked about, she just popped off, went completely insane, takeover mode and uh, recorded that hundred yard night which would be the first one until a couple weeks later at Weber International, where she recorded 115 yards and constantly was moving the chains. And the thing about Kennedy Foster is she's such a smart football player. Like, she understands where she has to be on the field to get a reception. She understands where the first down marker is. And, you know, she's gone against some really tough cornerbacks in, you know, this Sun Conference. I mean, we're going to talk about Tashumba Washington later. And, you know, just the physicality of some of these defenses in the Sun Conference is enough to make anyone go insane, but not Kennedy Foster. These defenses have to play physical because of players like Kennedy Foster, who can torch you over the top, who can get a lot of yards after the catch, who can, you know, be trusted to maybe run like a double pass and things like that. So Kennedy Foster, she had an incredible season. Let's see. Can I play this without sound? Yeah. um, And, uh, here we actually have an interview i want to say with kennedy foster uh talking about like football burst onto the uh, yeah 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 um talking about kaiser and the run that they had so go ahead and check that out on yahoo but uh yeah kennedy foster just leveling uh both in the sun and outside the sun conference uh through the air all this being said this brings me to my last point here my last player to talk about kansas wesleyan's very own brianna hernandez silva look she's had six touchdown performances she's had you know i'm just gonna let the highlight reel kind of speak for itself as you know we kind of go over some of the votes here a little bit but i mean brianna hernandez silva just through the regular season in conference only in conference only so this is a very limited focus of stats here she recorded 1127 passing yards 20 touchdowns 7 interceptions this regular season only 622 rushing yards and 8 rushing touchdowns so just between those she's already you know putting herself in an upper echelon but then you also look at the stats from the beginning of this video that have been constantly repeated to me and uh my face has been drugged through it that she led the nation in rushing yards obviously having that upside of being able to throw it or run it. 1,200 passing yards and 800 rushing yards, totaling for a 2,000-yard player. And, I mean, let's just watch some of the film of some of these passes that she's able to make. You know, that's a touchdown pass. This is against Midland. I think this is the sixth touchdown game, honestly. They love running the speed option, and she has the speed to make defenses pay for it. Uh, Here, you got her going against Cotty. What a great throw just over the defender. Um, This is another big-time performance against Katia as well. What a tough catch, um, obviously. Um, Here she is dancing around, and she'll keep her eyes downfield, and then she'll throw a pump fake when you think that she's finally going to commit to the pass and then burn you with her legs, right? So you can't play her too conservatively, um, or she's going to burn you. Um, Has very good knowledge of the first down, Very fluid hips for making quick cuts, sweet jukes, and um, overall just delivering in a multitude of ways for this, you know, Coyote squad here. All of that being said, that makes the four candidates, Hernandez Silva, Foster, Burroughs, and Cole. And since we ended with Simon's vote last time, we're going to begin with Coach V's vote here. And, you know, Simon here has voted for Brianna Hernandez Silva, you know, and for the reasoning Simon puts uh, Foster was a strong and close second place for me, but I really do respect Hernandez Silva here. There were games throughout the season where she absolutely took over and her dual threat ability really made the KW offense dangerous on a couple levels. I will very m- much miss watching her and her fellow senior quarterback Jasmine Roden play football. Um, you know, but if they, uh, if they do play pro football, uh, you best, f- best bet I'll find a way to make the games. So, you know, obviously two senior quarterbacks who uh, balled out and uh, it looks like I was sent film here of uh, her highlights, but luckily I was able to find it first. So that's already a vote here for Brianna Hernandez Silva. And we're going to go through and talk about some of the other votes here. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a disagreement here, um, you know, and these votes are pretty spread out. And for Offensive Player of the Year here at NAIA Ball, you have Corey, who I will say wanted to put uh, Cynthia here for for Offensive Playmaker of the Year. So that is like a half vote for Cynthia. But out of the four candidates, he did choose Kiana Akol because, I mean, just the versatility on offense, everything she was able to accomplish, rushing and catching and throwing even. And just being a very coachable player for this TU squad lands a vote for Kiana Akol here. And just to spice things up here a little bit, there is a, another vote that is going to be different here. And for Offensive Playmaker of the Year, Matt of NAIAFball Ball votes for Kennedy Foster, the wide receiver out of Kaiser. You know, obviously, Sports Center top 10 athlete, you know, at the number one play and, you know, catching for a gang of yards this year being virtually uncoverable. I mean, what's there to really not like about Kennedy Foster's season and, you know, everything that she was able to accomplish No matter what the matchup was here. And so, with that being said, we have three votes all split one, 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 one. Okay. And I will like to remind everyone that the tiebreaker vote is whoever the fan vote is. So, you know, if, if, uh, you know, there is a tie, the fans are the tiebreaking vote. And so we will go to the fans and determine what. That looks like and the fans here voted for Brianna Hernandez Silva I'm saving the percentage for a reason here I'm saving the percentage here Um, but uh, they did vote for Hernandez Silva racking up a lot of votes thank you for all the love on social media obviously Kansas Wesleyan and um, you know obviously that was courtesy of a major major season that she put in both uh, on the ground and through the air my vote is going to Kennedy Foster A, for just being just the best off the field. I mean, that is what she was voted by, by you know, the Sun Conference for just having great character, showing love for the game. I mean, there are other, you know, of these collegiate athletes that do coach as well on the side. But uh, just the way she's able to balance all that and be an incredible student all at the same time is mind-boggling because, I mean, I could barely handle working a job and being a student, let alone a college athlete and a coach at the same time. There's really nothing that Kennedy Foster can't do both on and off the field. As far as, you know, the routes that you ask her to run, she can run them against anybody. She can find daylight anywhere, whether it's near the goal line or far away and rip off really long passes. I mean, just super duper dynamic. And on top of, you know, that 818 yards receiving, she did tack on another 113 punt returning. So, you know, sniffing that thousand yard club was a really big deal. But with the votes tied, two and two between Kennedy Foster and Brianna Hernandez Silva, and the tie breaking vote. Oh my gosh, I'm kicking myself in the butt for this typo, by the way. But the tie breaking vote goes to the fans here, and the fans have decided that your offensive playmaker of the year is Brianna Hernandez Silva, the quarterback for Kansas Wesleyan. And I'm going to put that in the chat here. Go ahead and react. Add in some you know, context if you'd like. But that is the offensive playmaker of the year is. And I'm not going to do it wrong this time. <laughs> I'm not going to put an E this time. Uh, shout out to, to Coach Klein. But anyways, um, Brianna Hernandez-Silva um, via fan vote tiebreaker that is a you know we've used this same grade for end of the year awards on the one through five a level for colorado high school football and i think that the method is tried and true for what the tiebreaker is going to be and uh, why it's going to be that and uh, with hernandez silva i mean the stats speak for itself two thousand total yards leading rusher in the country on top of you know just scoring so many touchdowns throughout the season i mean having what 20 sorry a little lost here having you know 28 touchdowns through the regular season in conference only in conference only and then you include their trip to florida and you know the invitational and i think that she starts messing around with like 40 total touchdowns so just a really dynamic athlete putting in a historic season for kansas wesley in here and being crowned the Offensive Playmaker of the Year. And uh, thank you to KWU for sending forth her film, but that will do it for our Offensive Playmaker of the Year. Now, talking about uh, defense. Defense wins championships. That's what we've been told. And uh, we have championship participating players and championship caliber players here in the talk for Defensive Playmaker of the Year. And, uh, you know, even two of them, Being from the same team and those two from Nighthawks football are Jada Reese and Janae Scott Uh, let's see here interacting live with uh, with fans and uh, with social media accounts here oh also sent here oh look at that graphic look at that graphic thank you so much Kansas Wesleyan I have to show I have to show this to the camera but I don't know how the camera looks okay so Let's check that out here. Let's see. Can you see that? Come on, catch up to me. Eh. Come on. Ugh. Okay. Well, we will be reposting that on our stories because that is a pretty sweet edit here. And I just look like a boomer trying to show you guys a picture on my phone is what I realized. But uh, obviously, congrats to Hernandez Silva and thank you, KWU, for that graphic. And uh, maybe we'll get a graphic from whoever wins this Defensive Playmaker of the Year. As, uh, you know, we have two candidates, both from Thomas. Hopefully they don't eat out each other's votes here, you know, or eat away or take away from each other's votes. That tends to happen when, you know, teammates are, you know, both in the same award category here. And that can be true for Jada Reese, obviously a revolutionary rusher here in this uh, second NAIA football season. And unlike one that we may ever see again um, and then Janae Scott you know the linebacker with impeccable flag pulling but furthering on that you know we also have the defensive back Tashumba Washington our first st. Thomas st. Thomas two teams with st. to start st. Thomas candidate and uh, boy did she draw some large assignments and step up big time against Basically, every wide receiver won uh, through NAIA football and, uh, you know, did Sue do incredible athleticism, great football IQ and, uh, you know, excellent flag pulling as well. So uh, some of the best flag pullers belong to St. Thomas. And so, you know, we were definitely looking at some St. Thomas players for this defensive playmaker of the year candidacy. But, you know, Tsushima Washington makes her appearance and St. Thomas's appearance on these lists. And then last but certainly not least, Abby Brown of Ottawa. So, you know, we got a couple of different big time playmakers here. I just realized that I am on the MVP tab and that we need to jump over to the DPOY tab. And, uh, you know, it's going to exit out of here. Let's go ahead and just start from the top here with the order that, uh, you know, we wrote these down in and uh, talk about Jada Reese. This rusher who, you know, these stats aren't uh, indicative of exactly how much she did. Look, it says six total sacks here and six tackles for loss. There's one game where she had five sacks at least and was a constant drive killer. And she would do that week in and week out. I was blown away. And, you know, as a Denver Bronco fan and somebody who grew up watching Von Miller and, you know, watching him win, you know, an MVP in the Super Bowl. I love me pass rushers, and Jada Reese is one who's super athletic. She can chase down the best of the best as far as quarterbacks who can scramble. She's a great flag puller. She does a great job of squaring up, but also being able to athletically make some crazy angles and reaches of flag pulls to, you know, sack the quarterback. She's insanely fast off the line. Like, one of the quickest first steps in all of foot- all of college football. In all of college football, tackle or flag. Uh, so that first step is lethal and, you know, led to her being an absolute game wrecker here for Thomas. She racked up, you know, um, Playmakers of the Week or, you know, Playmakers of the Week. Yeah, I said that right. As well as, hey, what is going on here? Replay this. Oh, this is a Janae Scott thing. Um, Racking up Playmakers of the Week as well as Sun Conference Player of the Week awards and, you know, recognition from the Sun Conference itself. The same can be said about Janae Scott, you know, who obviously posted up some good rushing numbers here. She was a part of that Cole Scott combo that was so, so lethal and would just constrict opponents at the end of games. But it's what she was able to do on the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, this is just a handful of stats, but you can see she's averaging, you know, close to like 10 flagpoles a game. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was legitimately her average. Through the season, because Janae Scott, speaking of reliable flag pullers, right? Um, you know, she was a member of the NAIA all tournament team. Obviously, she was all conference and, you know, just did a lot of, you know, different things that were asked of her throughout the season. And, you know, I haven't watched this yet from the uh, girls' flag football preseason classic. Let's go to theater mode. We don't need to look at recommended here. But, uh, you know, there she is with football. Um, obviously at running back did a phenomenal job for Thomas constricting teams this year as they, you know, just went crazy during the regular season and during the sun conference tournament seeming virtually unstoppable. I mean, their only loss was to St. Thomas during the entire regular season. And, um, you know, this was done on the heels of the great success. That was Janae Scott here. You know, look at that flagpole right here. Breaking down, super athletic, and just being able to make a lot of very smart football plays. All right, and um, that that her capabilities on the defensive side of the ball are going to give offenses headaches for years to come. And the same can be said about the freshman. I'm pretty sure Tashumba Washington. Here we have a whole article talking about how you know she just made a handful of plays here. Oh, game highlights. Oh no, that's not a link. Um, you know, three interceptions. Hello? I mean, just her ability to time the ball. I mean, two interceptions before a half ends. And, uh, you know, eventually four interceptions. And it was her second one of the season. I mean, you have DJ here, you know, making plays as well. But, uh, Francois, my bad, I don't know why I said DJ. Um, But, I mean, Tashumba. obviously, two, four interception performances? That's unheard of. And you don't get that without incredible anticipation. Also, this pick is so cold, Loki. But, uh, you know, she's one defensive player of the week in the Sun Conference. She's gotten all-conference recognition. Um, You know, in one week, five interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes, right? I mean, just... An ability to make so many plays. Get out of here. Um, for this STU squad. And integral on why they were so solid on defense. Because, I mean, once you're. If you have a defender that can just absolutely erase a single threat on offense, it makes the rest of everyone's jobs easier. Because you don't have to worry about, like, doubling someone. It's like, no, Tashuba can handle that. You don't have to worry about, you know, exchanging coverages because you don't know if they can go across the field. No, Tashuba can handle that. Like, her IQ for the game of football and her anticipation make her not only like a defen- a defensive playmaker of the year kind of prospect, but also a consideration for a most valuable playmaker just through defensive efforts. And, uh, you know, if you're able to do that, that is something incredibly special and something that we had to recognize here on the pod. So... Moving forward, though, we have last but certainly not least, Abby Brown of Ottawa. Obviously, you know, okay, this this film is pretty old here, but I just wanted to play something here. Abby was asked to do it all for this Ottawa team. You know, she had a bunch of flagpoles, make that 94 flagpoles, two sacks, seven interceptions, and 18 18 pass deflections. No, she's able to do whatever is asked of her which obviously makes her incredibly easy to coach and makes her invaluable to this braves defense who you know eventually went on to win a championship and uh you know she also made some plays in that championship game this in this 2022 season is what i'm talking about and you know made some touchdown saving flagpoles and you know made the game ceiling interception in the championship game um by, by jumping this, this route, right? So she obviously... Hey, get out of here. Ugh. I just don't want to end up on one of these huddle playlists. It's like a, a spiral that never ends. And if you don't believe me, here are the stats. Literally right here, right? So she has the numbers to back up her contributions and her versatility on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, this versatility was enough to warrant a vote from Matt of NAIA F-Ball voting for Abby Brown here as his defensive playmaker of the year candidate. And I mean, how could you not with that impressive resume that she put forth and, um, you know, just everything she was able to accomplish on defense and the versatility. I mean, versatility is invaluable for any football player and for Abby to be able to do it so well and just be so coachable is just spectacular. I mean, oh, was there a video in here? I mean look at this i mean these people's lives here at ottawa are like a movie so and you know while we're here we're gonna check out i mean julian mendez here says easy vote scariest player on defense and nicest person off the field so he agreed with matt here and voted abby brown on his poll let's see how it stacks up with the rest of fans here and the fans are going to second matt here putting Abby Brown at a 2-0 lead on this defensive playmaker of the year spot as she captures 61.1% of the vote. I mean, look, you have some Janae Scott getting 20.8%, 13% from Jada Reese. You could argue that these players might be eating each other's votes, but even combined in the fan vote, they're sitting at 33%, nearly 34%. Abby Brown almost doubles that by herself. And, you know, Uh, The Ottawa, you know, nation shows out very strong on our Twitter polls. Make sure that, you know, if you're one of these programs that uh, you promote your players and try and retweet it or, you know, point us in the direction of your players if uh, we can't find their social media because maybe they have a different username or something along those lines. But congratulations to Abby Brown for being named the Fan Defensive Playmaker of the Year, which is... Only half the accomplishment, only half, right? You have the fan vote, which matters, and it gets recognition. But how does it fare to the rest of the votes here? And so that being said, we do have a swing in the other direction towards Jada Reese's contributions on the defensive side of the ball as Corey of NAIA football voted for Jada Reese being one of the best pass rushers in the nation. And, you know, that is a vote that is seconded By Coach V here. And let's go ahead and read Coach V's reasoning for voting Jada Reese. A lot of great players were in consideration here. Yes, this is probably this was the hardest vote for me personally, because all these players, I mean, I love defense getting recognition, especially, you know, in a game of flag football that's so offensive-based, offensive heavy, lots of passing. Who makes an impact on the defensive side of the ball? Who slows down? All these dynamic athletes that are on the offensive side of the ball causing havoc. And I got to agree here with Simon that it is, you know, a tough vote. This was a very tough vote. It wasn't a landslide like this for the people uh, on the other side of the screen here uh, outside of the fan vote. And here Simon puts, but Jada Reese was a key part of this elite defense. The way she played in the Ottawa game was nearly perfect. And I would have personally gave her MVP if they won the national championship. Even before the national tournament, though, she won Thomas a lot of games and terrorized plenty of offenses. We're extremely lucky to get to see her and this defense run it back this year. And so, you know, this was a sentiment that was shared, obviously, throughout the regular season for women's flag football and, you know, just the impact that all these players had, especially when talking about Playmaker of the Week candidacies and, you know, who jumped out to us. You know, Tashumba Washington was a player who jumped out to us. Janae Scott, with a bunch of flagpoles and pick sixes in very close games, was a player who jumped out to us. Abby Brown's defensive prowess was something that jumped out to us. You know, this was a very common conversation throughout the year for, for us here in the studio and behind the scenes. And just wondering, how are we going to, you know, properly award some of these players, right? And how do we properly recognize you know some of these players and what they were able to do during the regular season right and then you look at the postseason and see who is able to carry over the success and all of these players carry over their success to the postseason and it makes it even harder every single time we cannot catch a break on on who to on who to choose for this defensive playmaker of the year candidacy That being said, we do have the vote split two to two, and it comes down to Coach Cody. I thought I had it decided, but then I looked at the names again. Oh, this makes it so hard. Gosh, this is a really hard vote. But I am going to crown, with the deciding vote, I am going to crown Jen. Jada Reese, going back and forth there one more time as I'm literally deciding. I'm, you know what, it's final. Jada Reese is your defensive slaymaker of the year. And it's because I don't think there is a single player in the country that was more dominant at the job that they were given than Jada Reese. Multiple multi-sack games throughout the season. Tons of flagpoles in the backfield if she wasn't able to get sacks constantly in the face of running backs and quarterbacks i mean basically if you were going against thomas you were going to be throwing under pressure because of jada reese and there is no team that could really game plan for her i mean we saw her slow down a little bit at times in this ottawa game you know in the national championship but even then she still found ways to get pressure on madison carrera still found ways to get flagpoles in the background had tons of sacks throughout the National Tournament. Had tons of tackles for loss through the National Tournament. She was able to do it on every single stage possible. And to have... I mean, I seriously think that the there's going to be a Jada Reese effect where people are investing, like, a lot of recruiting towards pass rushers. I think that she's changed it that much and, you know, has proven that rusher can... If your rusher's good, the rest of your team, granted, Thomas was... Pretty stacked on all levels. But if your rusher is really good, the rest of your team has a lot of slack. I've seen rushers throughout this year just get absolutely shunned by shadow blockers that are just standing in one place. Against Jada Reese, they're shuffling back and forth, and she still manages to beat them with, you know, various athletic jukes, cuts, rips, swims, spins, what have you. She has a big bag of, you know, moves to get into the backfield, rush the quarterback, get those hands up. Occasionally bat some passes and, you know, earn our respect throughout the year with Playmaker of the Week awards, you know, and just being an overall unit throughout the season for Thomas. So that being said, your 2022 Defensive Playmaker of the Year is Jada Reese. Boom. This one is also three to two. There's no easy vote. <laughs> I just realized that every vote has been decided three to two. I don't think it'll be the same on this last one, but it's worth the conversation here as we do jump over to the biggest, the baddest, most valuable playmaker award here, and uh, we have some insane candidates who uh, contributed for a lot of these candidates on both sides of the ball or just very very well on one side Brittany Delva <sighs> what is there to not say about Delva look offensive player of the week win here grad student right and uh you know this was during their regular season game against Ottawa that they did win where she scored all three of Thomas's touchdowns. But she was also a monster on the defensive side of the ball as well. You know, racking up a season high in that same game of 13 flagpoles, getting sacks, getting interceptions. So not only is she does she have the versatility of, you know, some of our best defensive players, I mean our runner-up, right, of defensive playmaker of the year, uh, Abby Brown, not only does she does Delva reflect those impacts on the defensive side of the ball in every facet of the game. But she also does the same thing on the offensive side of the ball, scoring a bunch of touchdowns, picking up crucial yards, making, you know, I mean, she's been asked to pass this year. You know what I mean? Um, uh, On, well, okay, this was one example, but also being an insane receiver. And, you know, throughout the season, um, getting, getting looks, just various looks, Throughout the season for this thomas squad and i mean what a cool gif by the way um britney delva look when you have a team that makes it to the championship you're gonna have somebody on our list for most valuable playmaker and man for thomas i mean look they had two candidates at defensive playmaker of the year if you think that we weren't talking about putting them in most valuable playmaker i don't know what to tell you kiana cole another player that we talked about hey is she going to be in in the conversation for most valuable playmaker right But above it all, Brittany Delva's, you know, high level of impact in big games on both sides of the ball slides her into this spot for most valuable playmaker. To read off the other candidates before uh, getting too crazy, we also have uh, Cynthia Homs of Warner, Jasmine Roden of Kaiser, and Madison Carrera of Ottawa. And so I'm just going to go ahead and bounce back to this next one. Look, Cynthia Homs... There is literally nothing that she couldn't do this year. Sorry for getting super worked up. But 122 receptions? That's like, that usage rate is insane. On just the offensive side of the ball. On just the offensive side of the ball, 122 touches, right? Nearly 1,500 yards and 25 touchdowns. On the defensive side of the ball... She she matches her receptions and won for 123 flagpoles and 7 interceptions. Warner winning games this year. Obviously, shout out to the rest of their squad and Madison Tijan, But Warner winning games this year and competing against big time talent hinged a lot on Cynthia being able to make Plays in double coverage, being able to pull down passes in triple coverage, being able to pick up yards that just weren't there, being able to duck, dive, dip, and dodge her way for more yards, winning, you know, I mean, even as far as being crowned the 2022 Women uh, Sun Conference Player of the Year, right? That's where Cynthia Homs is in regard to respect in the Sun Conference, and that's why we have to, have to, have to recognize her here and now. For everything that she was able to accomplish and just being i can't think of another way of saying that she could literally do everything i mean just great athleticism great field awareness great hands obviously both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball and incredible cardio incredible cardio being able to play all these snaps and impact the game at that level that's something that we may never see again well until she does it again next year um if, if they still have a run in both sides. So, obviously, that makes two Sun Conference candidates here thus far. And uh, we're going to go ahead and hop over to the KCAC for our third candidate here. That is Madison Carrera, the quarterback of Ottawa University, throwing for 3,597 yards, 54 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions, while also adding on 859 rushing yards and 18 rushing <coughs> excuse me my level of excitement's getting uh better of my hydration habits but uh look madison seeing her play throughout the year it was super evident that there wasn't really a whole lot that could slow her down and as we got into the postseason she just kept rolling catching more and more fire and made the throws that mattered to help Ottawa go back-to-back here. She also rose to the occasion in the biggest games of the year and uh, was, you know, one of the best players on literally the best team in the country and uh, utilized her weapons very well. Very smart quarterback, obviously, 54 to 11. That's a fantastic ratio. And uh, one that I think she could do again and again and again and again. She's just so insanely talented and a... I want to say like a four-time playmaker of the week award winner. And as well as our playmaker, you know, um, offensive list. So super dominant, super prominent, Madison Carrera. But not to not to be out down or not to be silenced, right? Jazz. Oh my goodness. I could have been playing her highlights this whole time. Oh my gosh. Oh, whatever. Okay, look. We're, we're gonna look through this. Anyways, but uh, you know, obviously she was pretty pumped for um, and a good teammate. Look, vote for Addy, retweeting the vote for Abby, right? But anyways, not to be outdone, not to be forgotten, Jasmine Roden, the phenom quarterback for Kaiser University, who helped lead to I want to say a thirteen and four. season record. Not to be outdone. You know, 2,680 passing yards. Less passing yards, yeah, yeah. 66 touchdowns, though, to 11 interceptions. A 6-1 TD to INT ratio. Holy cow. That is a phenomenally smart quarterback and one who could also, you know, occasionally pick up a first down here. Uh, 114 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. And uh, I believe this is Sun Conference-only stats. Um, if we go ahead and look at her season here, you now as season longs, then it has season totals right here. Um, there's that twenty six eighty, that, um, or 36 touchdowns, my bad. Um, I think, yeah, 36 touchdowns. So actually like a three to one, but still an incredible ratio. And, uh, you know, one that she's been able to do, you know, offensively, Look, last year, she had just about 2,000 yards, improved in that aspect. You know, here, um, throwing 33 touchdowns last year, so improving her touchdowns as well uh, while only adding on a couple more interceptions, but throwing for like 600 more yards, incredible growth and performance out of Jasmine Roden here, um, who is a huge part in, you know, Kaiser being able to make it to the Sun Conference final, being able to make it. To the semifinals of the Invitational and uh, things like that. I know that we had one fan, you know, tweet, "Hey, uh, vote the obvious choice here, uh, Jasmine Roden." So, um, speaking of fans, though, let's go ahead and check out the fan vote here and see where that landed. And so the fan vote lands at forty-three point three percent and uh, just edges out Jasmine Roden here, as well as uh, Cynthia and Brittany. Here. Um look, Madison Carrera, she did it on the biggest stage. That makes it a really easy vote for fans. And uh, you know, that's out of 353 votes, so that is a dang good amount of votes here for Madison Carrera. And once again, Ottawa showing out on social medias to uh help promote their players. I'm gonna speak here real quick and uh cast what is the sole vote here that's uh not necessarily uh Madison here. I'm gonna vote for Cynthia. Homs here because I mean, look, that output on the offensive and defensive side of the football is absurd. I would be worried if they ever put this kind of output again. And, you know, this is obviously very different sports, right? But being a Russell Westbrook fan and, you know, a player that can do it all and just leaves everything on the field every single play, that was Cynthia Homs this year. And you want to talk about valuable. How invaluable is 122 receptions and 123 flagpoles? Irreplaceable production. If any other team in the country had Cynthia, uh, I mean, look, I don't think that she maybe gets the same production because of looks or whatever, but I mean, every team in the country would want to have Cynthia on their squad, right? I mean, you could say the same about, you know, these other candidates, but you can go back and forth on, you know, who do I want to be my quarterback? Maybe... Does it depend on the talent around them? Who wants it further to be my running back or wide receivers right? You can go back and forth on that all day. But Cynthia here is is a no-brainer because, I mean, she can contribute at such a high level on both sides of the ball that no matter what, I mean, look, the reason that she's a most valuable playmaker candidate is because she was an offensive playmaker of the year candidate for me. She was a defensive playmaker of the year candidate for me. She's a freshman, so she was a freshman playmaker of the year category, um, you know, candidate. me and for me personally if you are a candidate for all three categories you're the most valuable playmaker now this is it's okay that this sentiment isn't shared by me and no disrespect to who does this win this award has nothing to do with these other players it's me being in total awe of just the performance that cynthia has here and you know uh madison carrera who we're gonna talk about more here in a second Championship-winning quarterback. You know, being the best player at the most important position is important. And that's why Madison Carrera is is so impactful and, uh, you know, struck so many chords here throughout this voting process. Jasmine Roden, obviously, somebody who's been doing it for a while. Improved from last year on a really good squad and helped, you know, keep Kaiser as a contender. And, you know, obviously, Brittany Delva being one of the best players on a contending team But I still don't think any of them can accomplish maybe what Cynthia did and the level of which that she did it to. It's absurd. It's absurd. The disbelief that I have is what lands Cynthia Homs, my vote. But transitioning back to the other votes here, NAIAF ball here. That's a sweep here from Corey and Matt for Madison Carrera. Obviously, you know, you can see the influence of the very last tournament, you know, fresh on people's minds, both on the fans' minds, both on the media's minds in, obviously, um, NAIA F-Ball, which, by the way, if you haven't, go ahead and give them a follow here. But that wasn't all as, you know, she jumped up to 3-1. It's impossible to catch up to this point, but let's go ahead and read Coach V's take on Madison Carrera. And you know, the, uh, the I mean, it, the final vote has already been cast by NAIF ball, but let's hear the four to one, the only four to one winning of a vote, by the way. And that's from Coach V stating, honestly, leading into the national tournament, this one was more or less a four-way tie between the candidates. And I know because we talked on the phone, we're like, dude, who do we go with here? And I know that he was talking Cynthia, he was talking Brittany, um, he's always been a huge Jasmine Roden fan. You know, if he could get a jersey of Jasmine, I'm sure that he would rock that everywhere. Well, in his words, I would take a jersey from every single player just to make me look bad. But anyways, um, as he continues, quote, but it takes a truly excellent player to make the play she did in this tournament against the best in the entire country. I mean, two Defensive Playmaker of the Year candidates, an MVP candidate, Having to match the output of an offensive playmaker of the year candidate, both these teams were very stacked, and you know once we got into the tournament, it was very apparent that these two teams were going to meet up right in Ottawa and Thomas for a second time. But uh, continuing, sorry, back to Simon's quote. "Quote: She's worked hard and improved this season as well. Football is a team sport, but national champions start with the leaders." And I respect the heck out of all these votes, and I respect the heck out of all these candidates. But that does make the 2022 most, oh, goodness, I forgot how to type, Valuable Playmaker Award goes to Madison Carrera. Boom. Boom. of Ottawa, four to one. Now I do want to release some graphics of, of my own, but I will have to edit all those. But just as a recap here, Freshman of the Year, Addison Orsburn wins that three to two. The candidates who I want to put some respect on here included Angel Roman, Caroline Simpson, and Madison Tingen of Kansas Wesleyan, st mary's and warner respectively your offensive playmaker of the year is Brianna hernandez silva with the fan vote tiebreaker in what was the closest vote right no because it it was like 2-2-1 it was 2-2-1 oh i should actually put that oh no it's fine you get the fan vote tiebreaker. But 2-2-1, Brianna Hernandez-Silva wins that over you know, the other two-vote recipient, Kennedy Foster, the wide receiver of Kaiser, Kayla Burrows, the offensive weapon of Weber, and Kiana Cole, the Sun Conference Offensive Player of the Year, who earned one vote from NAIA at Ball. So just reminding people as we go of how the votes were split up. Defensive Playmaker of the Year, really, really tough category, excellent talent, obviously in all these categories, actually. I don't even know why I'm saying that. Jada Reese, Janae Scott Tashumba Washington and Abby Brown being your candidates and it coming down to Janae Scott, you know, knocking on that door and, you know, seeding that path for Jada Reese to uh, earn more of these votes for Thomas defenders and, uh, you know, combined might to uh, beat out Abby Brown here in a vote of three to two. For Jada Reese, the rusher who's changing flag football, as we know. And finally, with a vote of four to one, Madison Carrera beats out Brittany Delva, Cynthia Homs, recipient of my vote, and Jasmine Roden for most valuable playmaker. First off, just quick hand of uh, round of applause here for all these incredible athletes here um, this past season for women's flag football on the NAIA level. I can't wait to see more teams that are joining, more players being recruited. You better hop on the train because it will leave without you. And, uh, you know, shout out to Coach V for, you know, putting together these lists and his reasoning. Shout out to the NAIA F ball guys. And shout out to you, the fans who followed us on Twitter, put in your votes, shared the polls, made sure that they got around and that everybody could contribute their thoughts including your very thoughts for this that you know ended up being some determinants of votes and how they fell out so you know thank you guys so much for contributing and for following us on twitter at playmaker corner there we are make sure to follow us if you haven't already as we continue to uh, cover more football we are also on instagram look check it check it check it check us out thank you so much for getting us up to this level of following and uh, you know we will announce all of our new episodes on here um, through through that. If you want to find us on other places, go ahead and check out the link tree. Look, we're on TikTok. That's fun. Hey, we're on YouTube. That's where this stream is going to be. If you weren't able to find us on Twitch, hey, we're on Twitch. Hey, there we are. This is about to get too meta, so I'm not going to do that. You want to listen to us? Hey, you can find us on Spotify. Playmakers Corner. Hey, check it, check it, check it, check us out plenty of things to listen to. This will be on Spotify or you're listening to this on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You know what I mean? There's plenty of ways to find us and listen to us and observe us. Obviously, if you're on Twitch, we would love if you could give subs or, you know, maybe send over some bits as we try and, you know, uh, gain back and, and, um, you know, are able to compensate our time a little bit here. But also, you know, a little bit of a uh, hiatus here, but there's still plenty of great TikToks to watch, both of Girls Flag football content as well as Colorado High School football te- uh, content for tackle football. And hopefully we'll be covering flag football in the fall, but we will see. But I have been your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer. Thank you so much for joining and tuning in, and peace.